air going off here too. <laughs> so shitty. That's pretty wicked, dude. It sounds like uh, Battle Zone out there. Yeah, are you in? They're uh, not Israel? going off. They're not going off here yet, but I'm yeah, sure they yeah, will I'm be here, soon. I'm here interviewing Hamas. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Gaza yeah, right in, now. <laughs> insider's view. How did you get in live. there, man? Oh yeah, you know, got to know some people and. Get it, yeah. Getting in there is easy. It's the getting out. Yeah, no, getting out is hard. That's the yeah, tough just, part. Dude. Don't let us leave. <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Paramonica Podcast. We are coming to you live on the day before New Year's. As always, I am Scott, and with me is the delicious but seldom digestible Coop. Seldomly digestible. A little bit of that <laughs> nutritional fiber for you. Little Metamucil. Today we have a guest joining us on the Paranautica podcast. That is Dustin. Dustin, say hello. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being here, man. The man of the hour, the man of power, Dustin. <laughs> how are you doing, man? Good, man. How about you guys? Oh, we're doing fantastic. We're doing yep, fantastic. I'm doing all right. Keeping it real. Getting ready to rein in a new one. A whole new batch of new ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited about this. Yeah, like- this is my first podcast. Oh yeah. Podcast. yeah, that's right, yep. dude. Well, thanks for being here for it. I feel like we are taking that, your virginity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> we've got your V card, Dustin. You gotta give it up to somebody. I would right? say, uh, I would say P card, but that sounds even worse for some reason. P card, you know, definitely not gonna say that. Um, but yeah, thanks yeah. for spending it here, dude. Man, yeah, not, not yeah what are you doing, man? It's 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 New Year's Eve and. You're here with us. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of a loser, man. I don't <laughs> really go hang oh, out. Oh, <laughs> oh, Scott! Yeah. Don't let that hurt. Beep, too beep, much. Beep, oh, beep, beep. My bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, Make I'm us feel like pieces of shit. Yeah, I'm kind of a homebody, man. I'm off for the season uh, from work or whatever, so just kind of hanging out and got asked to do this. So I figured I wasn't doing anything else. Yeah, yeah. No, I, oh, I feel yeah. that, though, dude. And just so the listeners know, yeah, it is New Year's Eve, so we're going to hear a lot of explosions and things going on. Um, we're not in Gaza. We're not in Palestine. We're not anywhere over there in the Middle East in a war zone. Um, it's actually Canada. Yeah. Starting <laughs> off in Canada. Yep. War zone yeah. in Canada. It's happening. Uh, but no, Dustin is here because we wanted to discuss conspiracies, maybe some current events and random things. This is episode... 50 by the way just so everyone knows um so we decided we do something different and just i don't know discuss some shit i don't know yeah, a little bit of a round table discussion on some pertinent events maybe a couple things that people have by chance forgotten about and maybe a couple things that people are living right now all all good discussion all yes. good topics let's do it yes yeah, so, so dustin i just want to ask you man what got you into conspiracy theories uh, back in high school, I used to spend a lot of time in, uh, uh, ISS or in school suspension. And so, uh, oh. I would just kind of get all my work done by lunchtime. And then I would just kind of hang out on the internet and I really just kind of drifted across it. And mainly with like, uh, the JFK assassination was probably the, the big one that pulled me in and, uh, it's typically Martin the starter. Yeah. 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 Uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and then the moon landing and, and it, you know, it just kind of seems like yeah. endless, endless pit of information. Flatters. So that's more of a new one, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> not, not <laughs> Hollow Earth, on Flat one, Earth. But I find them all, you know, fascinating just because it's just, uh, I, I guess, a different way of looking at things. And, and just, uh, 
know, see what's all out there. Well, and and largely, it's a good just reminder to the public that we don't always get the full story. Oh, absolutely. And so, like, we're left to make our minds up on partial information or information from a certain source. And a lot of times that information is curated a certain way, either to further some kind of political agenda or to lessen right. the damage um, from another <laughs> political agenda. That sucks, dude. I mean, like, we're, we're not the only three sitting here thinking, wow, that is shitty that we can't get the full story. Like, we're not guaranteed the full story every time something major happens. And, you know, Anytime. that's why these conspiracy theories get started. Because we want to know what really happened. We're curious people. We live here. It affects well, I mean, us. It's, it's all about yeah. really just the truth at the end of the day. Exactly. We want to know what really happened to, about anything. Yeah, I mean, we're lied to every step of the way. I mean, we never get the full story. Um, they give us little bits and pieces for us to bite on and then get lost in all sorts of different viewpoints and perspectives because they don't just give out one narrative. They give out multiple narratives, like pretty much any narrative that could be imagined. They they pretty much plant that into the media and then everybody starts talking about this and that. Well, then that can't be true because I heard this over here on NBC. Well, that can't be true because I heard this on CBS. Well, that can't be true because I heard this on ABC. You know, every one of these news channels is basically putting out different perspectives to get people thinking. Well, and, and largely to influence just public sentiment in general. Yeah. Right. If you want to control the public, and this is something that's been known for a long time, you use media right. to do that yes. because that is what the most widely consumed information is. It's not people reading, you know, like going outside and looking around and asking questions. It's what we see on TV because it's easy to grab and it's what we, it's what we read in front of us because it's always there. So, you know, kind of pick your own truth that you want to believe in. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I only read the New York Times. Well, it's right there. You're you're fucked. <laughs> right. You're getting all your information. New York Times. Or it's like, I only yeah. watch CNN. Fuck the right. Or fuck the left. I only watch Fox. It's like, man, OK, you're hearing one perspective and that's the only perspective you're going to buy into that. So many people in my family, like, oh, dude, just if it's from CNN or MSNBC, like, don't don't believe it. You got to check out Fox, and it's like, well, dude, I'm just on your side, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't want me to get on CNN? Of, yeah, instead of checking it, yeah, I'd rather just check it all out and then try to filter it to what I, you know, try to boil it down to what I think. Yeah, well, and to your point that you get to make up your own truth, like, what better way to keep people from asking questions when they don't feel the need to ask because mm -hmm. what they're reading kind of fits with their narrative that they've already created. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, like, the, the big they that we're talking about is the people that are running the world and the United States government, you know, specifically. And it's not like this doesn't happen in other countries. I mean, they're just overt yeah. about it. <laughs> it's yeah. it's right. above the table instead of under the table like it is here. Um, but yeah. it's becoming more above the table as the freedom of information is is becoming easier for normal citizens like us to to swap and share. Like more of these things will sort of bubble to the surface. So that's where our frustrations lie right now. We can't cover the whole world scope. That's too right. big for what we're trying to do here. But we can talk about what's affecting us here in this country today. Yeah, and that's, and that's why a, we're here. That's a huge problem too with people in America. We're so isolated here that we don't really know what's going on in other countries. And we hear the government telling us what's going on in other countries. But like you talk to people, I've traveled quite a bit. I've spoken to locals in other countries and I've heard them say completely opposite things than what the government is saying, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That it 
doesn't take long before you rub shoulders with someone that's not from around here and they're like, well, A, this is how we see you and B, this is what's actually happening. And you're like, oh, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you need to take a step back and I've heard so many people just say, You Americans are fucking retarded. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know anything that's going on in the world. I'm I'm a huge fan of saying that because it's like people are just in this little like comfort bubble of theirs. Right. And either they don't want to pursue the truth because it it's frightening to change that world perspective of theirs. Because it takes them out of that comfort zone. And so if they just like read the news, it's like they're already so used to that. They're already so propagandized. Is that a word? They're already so propagandized that it's like it, it's like brushing your teeth with CNN or something. <laughs> you know, eating good Fox analogy. News pop something you something you have to do daily that you, can't, that you don't even you really know. realize, but like and you, don't you don't do it out of necessity it. and just habit. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's a good way to put that. I don't know, man. I don't know, Scott. Where where did you start with conspiracies? Um, I think I got a little bit tired, as most people do, um, in high school of just being told exactly what's going on without asking any questions. And I remember thinking, well, that's your opinion. And then there were times, too, when the people that are, quote unquote, in charge of your learning, um, they say something and then you find out that something else is true. Mm-hmm. So then you start realizing that the people who are giving you the information don't know everything. And you're like, okay, yeah. well, who does know everything? And then you start going to multiple sources. And it wasn't just one conspiracy theory. I didn't like go down any kind of rabbit hole. I've just learned over the years and just over my life experience, like living in different places, that one group over here is saying one thing and another group over here is saying another thing. And there's a truth in the middle. And then that applies just widely in general across all groups, all places, especially in our country. And then you start to follow the money. So I started to get wise to the money, you know, probably about 10 years ago or so, but really in the last five years. And once you start following who stands to gain from what narrative and you can see who's behind it, that's when the conspiracies start to get really deep because you realize all of this is about the money. It's all about it who's is. profiting, oh, who's staying in power, and you can't, you can't, you can't get the money without power, and you can't have power without the money. At least in this country and in the world in general, I would, I would say, I would posit, but we're we're just you know talking about here mainly. So then, when you start realizing like the people with all the power and the money control the narrative, whew, then then you just have to question everything. You, you, what is truth? Right. Absolutely. What is the ultimate goal of these governing bodies or just people that can influence mass trends like buying, spending, staying inside, not leaving? I mean, just look at COVID. Uh, Let me let me just give us an example that was recent. They managed to get a huge percentage of the nation staying home in their homes. It's pretty like, much like ninety percent. That's impressive, yeah. dude. That That's was a impressive. worldwide martial law test. It was and it a didn't test take to long. see. <laughs> yeah. It was a test to see how easy we will follow their fucking orders. And boy, were we fucking stupid. We're getting you know what's some gonna, kicks what's in the really pants shitty? right about now. <laughs> you know what's really shitty about it is even Fauci. They're all saying there's going to be a bigger one very soon. I think a lot of it, you know, they run off fear. 
And so, you know, if you can find out what scares people, you, it's the easiest way to control them. I yeah. agree. You're going to get you're sick. Afraid, no. You're not going to be thinking rationally because no, fear takes over. So you get smart and... people. Yeah, you get smart yeah, people too. doing dumb things, things because you're scared. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? you don't have there are a lot of smart people. Like, I don't mean like stupid people. Like, obviously, yeah, know, everyone's yeah. just been programmed, right? And I mean, there are stupid people, but a lot of people, it's like a horde mentality, or what do you, is that what you call it? Mob a horde mentality, mentality when uh, just a few mob mentality, yeah. Where, like, even though you are against it, but everybody else is doing it, and you're like, well, fuck, I don't want to be the outsider. I better fucking get in there. Otherwise, you are like shunned, and like, yeah, it's. Well, and unfortunately, there's limitations. Like, you know, still speaking of COVID, um, some people couldn't go to work unless they were vaccinated. Some people could not continue to earn a living unless they jived with what the protocol was. And you don't have a choice, you know, or yeah, yeah, you could starve or you could stop making money and quit supporting your family. But, you know, that's not really an option, you know, so when it comes to like survival or playing along, you know. That's a tough choice for people. Tough the choice. thing about the whole how they did the um, you have to get a vaccine if you want to go to work is like that. Everything they rolled out was completely illegal. They violated like every right they could possibly violate, and we just sat back and we're like, well, I guess it's okay. It's like when nine eleven happened. George Bush signed in the Patriot uh, mm-hmm. the the Patriot Act, which allowed them to spy on anybody in the United States without a for word. any like, reason. For any reason. Security. Yep. For any yeah. reason. Yeah. For any and even before nine eleven, they were already doing that, but then they just made it like uh, now everybody level knows. Up. Now we're just yeah. like Yeah. It's official. And <laughs> it's scary too, man. Obama, when he was in presidency, what'd you guys think about Obama? I'm not a fan of any politician, so Scott? Yeah, that's a good sentiment. Um I would definitely argue that from what I've seen over the last few people instance of, you know, high places in the government, it hasn't been very impressive. And what they've been able to do has been extremely limited, both because of their own goals that they're trying to push forward and also because of all the strings in the background that we can't see, you know, and so right. they leave and you're like, well, everything's more or less the same, if not a little yeah. bit worse. Nothing you know? changes. Which sucks. sucks. You the know. point about Obama, like, Everybody was touting him off as being the, you know, first black president. Okay, cool. And let's just forget about how he didn't have a birth certificate. You know, let's just put that aside. Let's put aside that her his wife, Michelle, is actually a Michael Obama. Um, let's put that aside. Um, so he came up in a presidency, handpicked. You know, they handpicked him. Like, let's put you in because everybody's like, oh, let's get a black president. Yay. I don't care. He could have been Hitler. If he was black, people would have been like, yay, he's black. Um, and so he was like touted as being this most peaceful, loving, let's get out of war, get out of war, get out of war type of guy. Well, it turns out he was the only president. Well, he was the president who bombed more. Yeah. He put out more spark. bombs than any other president by far more than George Bush, which is insane. And he, and everyone thinks of Obama as being this like great fucking president. He was such a good president. Everything he did was fucked, man. Obamacare, fucked. Everything was fucked. Dropped more bombs than any other president. It's like, people love the guy. I don't get it. Yeah, It's because they don't know. And his wife, Michelle, is a man. <laughs> she is a man, dude. <laughs> it's Michael Obama. It's legit. Look it up. 
You can see all the videos. She's got a penis. She's got a fucking penis. And just look at that face. There are old pictures of them together. Definitely a man. Definitely a man. Like, no, I'm not even kidding, man. I'm not. Look, a lot of people thought fucking Gulf of Tonkin wasn't real until the CIA came out and oh, said, well, yeah, that was enough. real. So, but, you know, I mean, I'll definitely yeah, say look she at does masculine uh, qualities or whatever, but she, I wouldn't say. Yeah. Oh, she does. I wouldn't go as far as but to say she's an actual man. This is Coop talking. I'm going on record. Michelle Obama is Michael Obama. She is a man. Welcome to Coop Talk. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I look into conspiracies, all right? I look into this shit, and I fucking dig deep. I go down so many rabbit holes, and I mean, I'm just... that's Maybe I shouldn't go on record and say Michelle Obama's a man. That's awesome. But from what I've seen, man, what I have seen is like, maybe that is a man, because... What is that thing dangling between her legs there? Mama said he had, you know, kind of weird fantasies, so it could be. Well, Dustin, what did you want to uh, discuss? I mean, just more stuff like this. Uh, that was one of the top things I had on my list was uh, the COVID pandemic. Uh, I was just watching a thing last night where they had, it was called the Leaf Room. And so they would put you on LSD and they would put you in a small like box room and there's just all these leaves yeah you know all along the wall and then they would put these goggles that already disoriented your vision and at the end of the room uh they'd have a white bar that you were supposed to try to get level but you're already on acid with goggles that disorient your vision and what you're supposed to get out of that i have yet to figure out so it's something i want to try to look more into is the leaf room and the LSD they were using for those tests, that was good LSD. <laughs> the LSD they put out in the streets these days is just like garbage, all synthetic. Just well, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they dosed small. It, uh, concentrated so much that you could, one dose, you could trip for four days. And people yeah. were in these rooms for years, man, just on acid constantly, just to see, break their psyche and get yep. them to be controllable. As I can't even imagine, because I, I tripped on acid, and and, uh, you know, I would hate to be stuck in a room, even if it was full of leaves. So that could be kind of cool, actually. But if you can't get out, right. that's where the problem happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, or if you're or if you're coming down and then someone opens a door and they run in there where you're strapped down and they just dose you up again. And you're like, no, no, no. Here I go yeah, again. Yeah, I go you know what I mean? Door. I don't want to be strapped down. Don't, don't be strapping me down. That'd be the worst. I know if you guys seen the videos of them having those guys on acid, and they're like, "How do you feel?" They're like, "Everything is so good. Yeah. Everything's so great. It is. No, it's supposed to be horrible for you." <laughs> and they come out with like Al- the baby Albert experiments, or they just put on a scary mask and go up to you and be like, "Oh, yeah, fuck with you, scare the shit out of you, play the same song over and over and over." Like I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard. Like, try to do that. Just take a clip, not even a full like sentence or something, but just a clip of something and just play it over and over for like five minutes. It fucks with you because your brain is like, it's not even the, it's not the beginning of a word. It's like starts in the middle and then it like ends before a word ends, whatever. So it's like this constant like fucked up thing because your brain is trying to make sense of it. It's trying to like complete the sentence, whatever. Yeah, and it can't really latch onto it because the the pitch you're hearing isn't typically at the start or the end right. of yes. what someone would normally so where sound like. And your brain can perceive things like that. It's how we understand language, right? Someone can be yes. speaking a different language, 
And depending on the tones they're using, you can still tell when they start and when they finish. But if you just take something from the middle and you don't complete it, it'd just drive your brain crazy, dude. Yeah. And they would have these people in these rooms. Oh, Men Who Stare at Goats, that movie. Uh, they oh, yeah, did yeah. a pretty good representation of that where the, <laughs> they fucking stumble into the rooms and there's a guy and there's just music and like a strobe light going off and he's just like tripping balls. And then they take the acid and put it in the water supply and all the troops end up tripping. And it's like peace and love again, right? I mean, it's just so crazy. Like you have these people like Sidney Gottlieb in yeah. 53 sets out buys up as much of the world's supply of LSD for experimentation from any source. It's not like they hire, well, maybe they did hire someone to make it as well, but purchasing already made, and then they just start distributing it like crazy across college campuses, giving it to inmates. Some troubling things came about from that for the government in the 60s. Absolutely. You know, and and later on when they wanted to go to Vietnam and everyone was like, no, dude, yeah. peace. Like, no. Yeah, more war. I don't think yeah, so. <laughs> and Sidney, uh, for people who don't know, Sidney Gottlieb, he, he ran the CIA between the 50s and 60s, I think, at least, I think longer than that. Uh, but he was like a chemist. Uh, he was a spy master for the CIA, and uh, he was... Well, he's involved in a lot of assassinations and obviously MK Ultra. But uh, there's also, I don't know if you guys heard about this one, the Operation Midnight, uh, Midnight Climax. Yeah. It was uh, established by Sydney Gottlieb, but uh, I forget yeah, that's the name of the, the prostitutes coming yeah, in, right? Yeah, the hotel. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yep. the guy, I forget his name, it was something white. I forget his name. George, uh, George uh, White. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> George White. Um, what he would do, he was basically given a black debit card, like a black fucking Visa card. Was like, go spend as much money as you want, because he's like proposing to this to Sidney Gottlieb. He's like, I'm gonna make a room. Actually, he had two of these rooms that he set up to the mirrors would be one way mirrors, and it would just be like a hotel room or whatever. So there'd be a room where the prostitute would be in there, and high profile people would come in to have sex with prostitutes. Right, that was a whole thing. It was a honey trap to bring in other government officials or whatever and basically spy on them. And sometimes they would dose them up on drugs and the prostitute. Obviously, sex does a lot, right? It puts you in a position where it's like, I will talk to you about anything. Just get, give me that pussy, you know? <laughs> and so that they got a lot of information. But this dude, George Hunter, he would sit behind this wall in one of these houses that he had. And he literally was he was doing this so much that he actually installed a toilet in this fucking room right behind this one way mirror. And he would just position himself there and literally have, like, I think he was drinking martinis was his drink. He loved martinis. And he'd just have a pitcher of, like, martini mix. And he would just sit there on a toilet with his pants down just in case he had to take a shit or a piss. He didn't want to miss anything that he was watching. So he would sit there and just drink his fucking margaritas or whatever and take notes and record all the shit happening. Crazy. It's like the dude was given a endless amount of money. Endless amount of money to do this. Like the early stages and, of the Epstein Island, man. That's exactly what this was. It was there's that was no different except they were using children. Who knows? These guys probably were using children too. Obviously, Epstein well, that yeah, was the that, same. Yeah, was... It was the same type of program. Same type of program. It's a honeypot to get these mm-hmm. people involved, have blackmail on them, so that no one talks. That's how the government works, man. All these politicians are compromised. Every fucking one of them, dude. So if one of them off, goes man. off script, exactly. If one goes off script, you got this whole group saying, hey, man, look at these pictures we have of you. Yeah, that's that's a toddler. Remember this? And it's like, uh, okay, I'll do anything you say. That's how they keep them in check. That's not a fucking myth. That's not a conspiracy. That is fucking true. 
That is exactly what Epstein Island was, Little St. James. Yeah. And, you know, it's still going on, obviously. Oh, yeah. It just, it just moves hands. He's different names, like different programs. Guy, you know what I mean? And once he fell. Yeah, he, he was the fall guy. Did he fall? Did he? Is he gone? Is he dead? Is he really dead? Yeah, he may just have fallen out of view. Yeah. You know? I, I don't think he's dead, dude. If, if you have that much money, okay? And granted, he was getting funded by like Chase Bank. That's why like Chase Bank paid out millions of dollars to a lot of the you know victims of his under under um, like no scrutiny, like it wasn't even publicized. But Chase Bank, Chase Bank paid off victims. And who was Chase Bank? Chase Bank is the bank that Epstein used. Um, all those big billionaire people were using Chase Bank. Um, so why is Chase Bank paying off victims? Why is why is a bank doing that? Yeah, what connections do yeah. they have to what someone else is acting? Yeah, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. And I don't think he's dead. Um, and they say fucking what's her name? Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison, um, in New York or something like that. Like twenty years or something uh, like that. Yeah, twenty years. Um, allegedly she's in prison, but apparently there are like no photos or videos of her. Her whole trial wasn't even air. Like it wasn't on. Uh, it wasn't publicized i guess you could say there were no cameras in there right right she only Which, wouldn't talked... you want the public to know like wouldn't you want really want to know too. everybody to see this dangerous this potentially dangerous person i don't know yeah you would think Doesn't that, that well would be me. the thing is like oh they'll go fucking air trump's trial like why that why would they the air trump's trial? trial why is that so much i'd say you know honestly more horrifying than Epstein's ship, but I mean, I'm not trying to compare the two. And that whole thing, holy fuck, dude. Let's just bring 33,000 scientists to the United States, but then um, we'll just kill like a hundred of you because you're useless. You don't have any knowledge for us to use, so you're going down. But this 33,000 other of you, you guys have really good knowledge of science, so let's bring you on because you guys were like doing human experiments. We want that information. Yeah, I'm living in California. You know? And the thing is, like, everyone thinks there's only like 3,000. They brought over 30,000 Nazis over here and Canada. And, and that was after Russia already took their share. So how we got Werner von Braun is pretty amazing. But Yeah, I mean, isn't it crazy that you could just, the American government was like, well, yeah, this is a crime, but this, if you can help us out, not so much of a crime. Yeah, like, exactly. all right, man, you're all right in my book. You know you're something. You're on our side. Know it's all good, yeah. brother. Show us your good. tricks. Take, yeah. take this acid. <laughs> yeah, take this acid. <laughs> Now take this LSD. Yeah, put it up your butt. To make it right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just experiment on our fucking experiment on our citizens, and and everything's fine. You're good. Ooh. Damn, <laughs> dude. I mean, it's fucking true, dude. It's 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 so true. Like history is a huge lie, man. We don't we don't get told the things that matter well, at all. Who wins? Who wins, man? Because like I think every war was just a proxy war. I think it was all just weapons, um, weapons companies, um, like right, well, the, uh, how... in military industrial right. complex. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's why I don't think any all war isn't like a bunch of people being like, "I hate you." Let's fucking go to arms. You know, that's not what... all these wars we see are started by like these powerful fucking assholes who who want these weapons companies to make a shit ton of money. That's why I've been buying stock in uh, weapons companies. That's smart. Really. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do, you, what do you own, like, a, a six-thousandth of a percent? Of Not even. You know? I, 
my fucking ownership is paltry. Like, I don't even think I own anything. I probably lost what I put into it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, yeah. Now I owe money. <laughs> no shit, yeah. Those bastards. It's the only stocks that you get, and then it takes your money. Like, yeah, I don't. I'm just I don't own any. I don't own any. Well, actually, I do own like 23andMe stock because I signed up for Moomoo and like they gave me a free nice. stock. Nice. Nice. Twenty three and get, me, yeah. I got in on Disney when I was in the in the nineties a long time ago. You have stock in Disney? Not much. And Bro. then uh, McDonald's also. But... <laughs> you would. Hey dude. <laughs> you would. Get a McRib. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> joking. No, I just did for temporarily. I yeah, fucking I, no, I boycotted McDonald's like twenty years ago. I'll I'll I never promise go back. I won't put any L S D in your McRib. Bro, then, I, then I'm going to Wendy's. Now I feel like you should. Wendy's will put LSD in my burgers. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about what's going on with the uh, the whole migrant situation? Really, they can't handle any more. You know, they put up put them up in all these hotels, and they just have no room for them or resources. And that's just it, too. It's it's not about um, hate or no otherness. It's like we have a flimsy system at best, right? And then you're going to introduce people that need to draw upon that system, but you're not going to change the system. And we don't even have an idea, like a, a good idea of the full amount of what needs to change. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for a collapse. Yeah. There's just no way that, that the system yeah. can handle it. You know, we weren't like, okay, we're prepared. I mean, look how hard it is to get like for a, just like a school. I'm, I'm just going right. to bring it a domestic example how hard it is for a school to add another class or to add you know like more students to an area and how difficult that is to make that happen sometimes and we're talking about adding not just families but just like tons of single individuals as well and just people that don't necessarily speak the language and we're just gonna throw them into the country like damn bro yeah And it's not, you know, you know, and I know that's not what they're trying to do. They're not, they're not saying, oh, come on in. They're, they're trying to stop people and, and get things going on. But it, it's just, it's happening faster than we can prepare right. for it. You know, and well, so it's leading to these, it's leading to a lot of uh, um, tragedies and also opportunities for predacious people to get involved. Tons, and tons, and dude. That, that's where the real trouble is caused, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, man, because it's like everyone thinks it's just, you know, Mexican migrants or uh, Latino migrants, Hispanic migrants coming in. It's it's not close to the truth, man. Yeah, you got Chinese people, Africans. Mm -hmm. We got so many people. And, oh, man, there's this, I don't know if you guys saw this, but this latest caravan, as they call them, it's just like insane. It's like 200,000 people traveling right now to come up here in this huge fucking caravan and there's already thousands thousands at the border waiting to get in man it's just i don't know man that's crazy there's no end to it because the, the biden administration is not trying to stop it the, Bi- the biden administration is saying come in come in come in it's like the governors of independent states or even just legislators who are like no this needs to stop you can't do this and uh arizona just passed a law which Biden government fucking hates, but they're sending every, they they put it into their law that said we can send any document or any immigrant back to Mexico. So if you come in here and we catch you, we're sending you right back. So we are not part of the Biden 
administration plan here. We want, we're against this. So you have small parties trying to put a stop to it. Right. But the larger party is the Biden administration who are legitimately giving each migrant $5,000 on visa gift cards. They're giving them cell phones. They're giving them clothes and they're giving them, then they're giving them airplane or bus tickets to go anywhere in the United States. Right. You know, that's what the fuck is give me $5,000. I'm a fucking citizen. I need that money. It's fucking crazy. As of 2023, man, as of September, there were over 2.7 million documented migrants in the United States. In 2022, there were over 2.4 million. And that brings up a good point. So they're struggling to get a handle on numbers, right? Like, it's it's difficult. They don't know exactly how many. Um, and along with that number comes a number of deaths as well. And currently, as of 2023, the number of deaths while crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, and that's just U.S.-Mexico, over 500. And a lot of that is... You know, well, I, I can't honestly say um, this is this is true, but a lot of it they're saying is from heat exhaustion, just from yeah, it being right, a hot right. area. But there's a whole lot of other reasons too: exposure, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just already being sick before you leave. I mean, I'm of course, sure a lot of those murder children and women. and and yeah. elder folks. <laughs> well, then you have, and this is a different track to take but it's also an opportunity for organized um criminals like the cartels for example it's an opportunity to diffuse through this trekking of all these people your own agenda because you offer people tons of money or you force them under coercion to carry out your bidding blend in with everybody else and it's a chance for them to take a stab at weakening our country as well. Absolutely. So there's just so many, there's so many things happening that we can't get a handle on and we don't even know the half of it. Well, you know, that's that right now. We're going into debt with the cartel to get transported over here. And so once they get over, if you can't, you know, pay back, then you know, you got to basically work in for the cartel now. Yeah. They're giving, they're taking everything and then they're giving over everything. To for the opportunity, right. just for the opportunity, and woo, that's intense, mm-hmm. man. That's so intense. The whole thing is just insane, man. Um, so the New York Post reported on May tenth, twenty twenty three, that over a half of a million migrants snuck into the U.S. illegally. Um, and U.S. Customs Chief Raul Ortiz he admitted that, and he also called them gotaways. They're they're gotaways. Um, he admits that those are all the, are the only ones that were spotted, apprehended, or triggered motion sensors, and that the number is actually a lot higher. But that's half of that's over five hundred million. You know, uh, Coop. I was gonna I was gonna ask. Um, what do you think about the opinion that you know? I remember when uh, Hillary was running that she appreciated the illegal people coming in because she thought it would be a good voting platform for well, her. That was their plan. They brought because think about it, man. If you it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, if you're in power, if you're in the presidency or whatever, and you want votes, okay? You want to vote. You want a lot of votes. You feel like your party is losing, right? So what do you do? You bring in, a, you you tell a whole group of thou millions of people, okay? And you're like, we're gonna give you free fucking money, a free cell phone. Just come up here in the United States. All you need to do is vote Democrat or Republican, whichever ones would be in power in doing this. 
Um, in this case, it's President Biden as a Democrat. Hillary, like you mentioned, Hillary, a Democrat. When they're bringing all these illegals in or get them, you know, certified with fucking whatever they need to be legal, that's a whole group of people that's going to be voting for your side that shouldn't be voting at all. Well, I mean, they want to get rid of uh, where you don't need uh, an ID to, to vote. Exactly. Get rid of all of it. Just, just get rid of all of it, you know? Just get rid yeah, of it. Let's not keep track anymore. Yeah. Just vote you want to write your you want to you want to <laughs> you want to write your name down on a piece of paper and you want to write a name down five times and give five pieces of yeah. Go ahead, dude. Do it. Yeah, do it. Fuck it. They should prop someone up to be the scape the scape vote. Just some you know some like random Joe schmo. Everybody votes. It does a write in for that this person who has no political experience doesn't want to do it and then now they're elected and just that story about how that unfolds everything comes crumbling down they should i mean that almost reminds me of the new argentinian president and like i don't think that's what happened but dude have you seen the guy no uh uh-uh. oh he's he's a clown i mean in a good way all right um uh, you just need to watch some videos of him like he just goes into the room he becomes president whatever he has like there's a list on this on this uh, whiteboard or whatever of all like these government programs that are in place. And he goes up, he's like rips each one. He's like, we don't need this and we don't need this and we don't need this or this. And he's just having a great time with it. He's like, just, it's all theatrics, dude. He's like this one. Hmm, no, we don't need that one. He's just throwing all of these programs away. The dude, he's, he seems like he's not intelligent. He just looks like a clown. Because I guess I'm just so used to like these really proper politicians or something. And he's completely different. He's not even like a Trump. He's like the opposite of Trump. Um, it, Just got to look him up, man. He just did a, a walkthrough of an Argentinian city. Um, He's just walking through, but he's got literally hundreds of bodyguards, hundreds of bodyguards surrounding him. Dude, it's it's crazy. I forget his name. He's the president of Argentina. Oh, okay. He just got voted in earlier uh, a couple months ago or something. They had to do a runoff because no presidential candidate won a majority in the first round. Oh, okay. Oh. So he just kind of got filtered down into the position. <laughs> <laughs> that was held on November 19th. And then Javier Milei defeated Sergio Massa to become president of Argentina. Javier, yeah. I mean, he looks, dude what he's doing it's great and the guy who was incumbent the dude who could have sought another term he just didn't seek re-election he was like nah um i did want to bring up so with the immigration thing um texas representative lance gooden he uh he gave or he was talking about a report by the center of immigration studies and and he says quote All of this sounds like they're using U.S. tax dollars to encourage this invasion into the nation. And it seems strange to me that we would support an organization that encourages and funds this. It's totally crazy. I am baffled that there's not more outrage, but I think the lack of outrage is due to the lack of knowledge. End quote. I completely agree. That's always the case. Yeah, 100%. I mean, one of the other benefits, like we were talking about controlling the narrative at the start of this podcast one of the benefits of keeping people in the dark is they can't react because they don't know. Yeah. You know, you gotta have all the information. Exactly. It's technique. Number one, don't tell them everything. The, uh, lie of omission, you know, 
Yeah, well, and their gameplay is to, well, well, they they create the problem, they deal with the reaction, and then they create the solution. And it keeps us like, oh, great, there's a problem. And then we react to it, we get angry, whatever, we go on fucking Twitter or whatever the fuck and complain. And then the government comes out with the solution to that problem. And the solution usually encompasses us losing rights. You know what I mean? The solution's always, they want to benefit off something. It's never for the people. You know what I mean? We're always losing something out of every solution they give us. Yeah, they're like, here's the problem. We don't have enough intelligence. Here's the solution. We're going to spy on everyone. Here's the byproduct. You lose your right to privacy. You lose your privacy. And in order to do this, we need to raise taxes because we need to pay for it. Yeah, and then we need to raise taxes because it's going to be spendy to keep everybody safe. But it's for our or safety. Else. You know, I know we were talking about Trump and we were, you know, expressing some vague dislike, maybe not so vague. But I did like his com his comment about Biden just talking about the uh, immigration crisis. How Trump says Biden got rolled by Mexico. <laughs> he did, <laughs> dude. Something, he did. He something that fucking... he says, something that he says he would never have let happen when he was president but that's that's what he told him. he's like oh biden got rolled by Mexico. Awesome. hell yeah dude dude biden gets rolled by everybody china russia he is just he gets he likes to get rolled on i don't think he knows he's getting rolled I on <laughs> i think he likes it dude i think he likes to get the roll on i mean as long as he can go around touching kids on yeah. live television like full-on groping them like if he can continue doing that, I don't think he cares about getting rolled over by anyone. Uh, you know, his leg hair is turned blonde in the sun and the water, and the kids love to touch his legs. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you kids love to about, touch man? my legs. <laughs> He's a fucking freak. That's a present, yeah, dude, it's fucking weird. That's a fucking present. present. Like, I don't understand why people aren't getting outraged by that. You can easily go on fucking YouTube or whatever and look at these compilations of, of Biden literally groping little girls. He's like, oh, are you 17? She's like, no, I'm seven. Oh, oh that's yeah. perfect age. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. And like, Trump, but Trump's saying like that would never happen if I was president. I don't know. Right, so, I don't know. Uh, junior. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be able to fix anything, but I do at least find that interesting instead of going, keeping things polarized between these two fuckers. At least throw a third yeah. option in and at least, you know, and it's not just because of his name. Uh, which obviously does help him out a lot, but uh, I, I've been checking him out. He does at least seems like a, an interesting candidate, and he's totally against vaccinations and all that, which I am all about. Like that's the one good thing that I've heard about him. He did go to Epstein Island a couple of times that he gloated about on live television. But I don't. You okay? You go to the island once, okay? I'll give you that. You don't. You didn't really know what's happening, right? You go to the island twice. It's like mm, maybe you just wanted shady. to see if it was. If it well, maybe you just wanted to see if it was really happening or not. You go a third time, and it's like, okay, what's what's really going on? What do you? Why are you really going there? And then you have uh, Hillary Clinton going there seven times, Bill Clinton going there twenty-two times or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. So RFK, I do think though, because it's RFK, he's a Kennedy, so we know that a lot of politicians are compromised, right? But for him, but for him to come out wanting to be a president, a Kennedy. He knows what happened to his uncle. You know, he knows what happened. Yeah, he is to... quoted. He he is <laughs> quoted as saying, uh, "Hey, man, I think this is on Joe Rogan." He's like, 
hey, dude, I could be taken out by the CIA, just like, uh, just like John. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, and shit. Bobby <laughs> and oh, fuck, dude, all the Kennedys, man. So to be a Kennedy and like stick your neck out like yeah, they've this, had a rough it's go pretty of it. ballsy. Unless that's ballsy. Unless he's. Ballsy. Unless he's just part of it. Unless it's just like one of these psyops that we just see constantly. But so he's quoted. There's this, some quotes from him when he was on the the Rogan show. Joe Rogan asked, "What do you think happens when you get into office? Like, if you're talking about your uncle who was assassinated, you believe the intelligence agency is a part of that. What happens to you?" And he responded, "Well, I got to be careful, and I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that danger. I don't live in fear of it, but I'm not stupid about it." I take precautions. What precautions do you think that he's taken? I wonder. Well, in How order to take not precautions be killed, the, uh, it, well, in order to not be killed, man, you have to play by the rules. Oh, so him playing it yeah. safe, he's going to play by hey. the rules. There you go. He doesn't want to get go. killed. Well, you have to do a he wants to be president. Make it far in politics. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, he... The interesting thing, too, because there are like 13 families that have just always been in control of like everything in the world. And Kennedy is not one of them. Kennedy is not one of those families, which is really interesting. Yeah, I, I find. Well, I mean, guess that's for another Kennedy. show. Not a lot of people know thirteen families. You know, at least it's some something else. I just, I, I just hearing about these two guys, Biden and Trump. Yeah, and it is just Biden and Trump. And Trump's thinking about having Nikki Haley as his vice president. And Nikki Haley is dumber than a box of fucking rocks. But whatever. Also, Kamala. Kamala. She was Everyone's crazier than a, a box of rocks, and the other one is is uh, dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> yeah, you just literally just have to watch her talk for five minutes, and you're like, "What the fuck? Shut up!" Yeah, I don't know, man. These people are just that, insane. You know, that get in office, the, the greatest nation, and it's like these are the people we get to pick. I know that hypothetical thing on CNN said that Nikki Haley was leading, was beating Trump. It's like, how? Right. Who? No one's talking about Nikki Haley, dude. Honestly, this is the first time I've heard about, about her. Why? How is she <laughs> leading? Ragtag group of people, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope for the future of this country. Well, that's so. good. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Low, low fucking expectations, man. You won't fucking get, uh, you know, pissed off about it. But what do they say about every nation comes to an end after like 250 yeah, years yeah. or something? Right, and we're like at 234 or some shit. I don't even know, but we're close. And if you look around us, like, yeah, everything's falling apart. Everything, everything's falling apart. Why is the why are the why is the IRS armed? Why do they have guns now? So they can come get your money. Why are we letting in thousands of migrants who can? You guys know that they have a law in place that these migrants could go buy fucking weapons without background checks. You guys hear about that? I'm not. Yeah, so you can be an illegal immigrant, come up here, just go to any gun store, say, hey, I want to buy a gun, and boom, no background check, you get a fucking AR. With the money that the government you know, gives you, uh, you. You know, you talk about the IRS. So, I mean, corporate media asked IRS why it needs these automatic weapons, right? Because they're buying yeah. they're buying millions of rounds of ammunition, they're buying, yeah. they're buying like, submachine guns, you yeah, know dude. what I mean? Um, they're making sure that their staff is like trained for the use of deadly force, and they're like, "Why? Why, why do you need it?" And they said, "It's for administrative reasons." Administrative reasons. Administrative reasons. No, it's not even like legal, dude. It's not. E- but this is nothing new. So this has been happening steadily for ten years. So like at the end of 2017, 
the IRS had an estimated 4,487 firearms and about over 5 million rounds of ammunition. That was in 2017. Yeah, and that's when it first started really coming out. So who knows what they have now? I mean, we can we can only guess. And it went from I don't I don't know the numbers of IRS agents, but back before that, it was you know X amount of of uh, IRS agents, and then all of a sudden, it like went tenfold. So now there are like ten times the amount of IRS agents than there were ten uh, what eight years ago. There are some estimates that are saying that in early by early twenty twenty two, they had purchased over seven hundred thousand dollars of ammunition that was just in early 2022 seven hundred thousand dollars worth it's insane what the fuck you need all that why why insurrection they're irs people are starting to catch on though there's uh um, representatives from florida and south carolina matt gates and jeff duncan and they wanted to they wanted to introduce a disarm the irs act to prohibit them from (laughs) buying more ammunition but it was just dead on arrival the, good luck yeah yeah Fuck, just, they're like they're like nope let's militarize the government they're i think they're probably concerned and that that's to say it lightly uh, but yeah. gov- the government is like damn the people are gonna rise up and start trying to kick our asses here pretty soon like we need to get some guns you know well see that's the thing man with the illegal immigrants right so they're they're coming up here all right we all know civil war is coming we all know that it's it's bound to happen it's going to happen you know um, it's just a matter of when. And if we look at things, how fast things are moving now, how fast this country is just crumbling. Civil war is right around the corner. And a lot, there's a lot of talk. Now, this is just a lot. I'm not saying this is a lot of talk. Um, these illegal immigrants or even legal immigrants, however, however you want to say, uh, they're getting weapons without background checks. Okay. Now, the majority of American people, diehard patriot, American people, whatever you want to call them. They don't want to go kill other Americans, right? Like, we don't want to go turn on our, each other. We don't want to turn on ourselves. So who will fire the first shot into American people? Well, what about these immigrants who aren't American and don't give a fuck? Because if you look at the numbers and the ages of these people coming in, the major, vast majority are men of military age. And so that's the theory going on right now is they're, they're just bringing all of these immigrants in here, arming them, giving them a bunch of money. And they will have basically an army of immigrants against an army of Americans. And then they'll have their own martial law and shit. Militia. That's an interesting theory. It's kind of scary because it's not far from like it could easily happen. I mean, it's happened. They're arming these immigrants with no background checks. Why? What do these immigrants need weapons for as soon as they get here? It doesn't make sense. I feel like it's uh it's only fair now it's only fair now as soon as you graduate. They you get your diploma and then you get your your nine millimeter right after that. Instead of the exactly. <laughs> for your clips in the air. Like, yeah, you can go get a job, but yeah, here's your here's your gun. Yeah, we don't need you don't need your ID. No, here you go. Yeah, just put that away. You look, you you look like you're for voting, seven. You for guns. <laughs> yeah, infants, like children are going in there, getting weapons. It's like, I, don't, I want a gun. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. Here, here, you, here you go. Which here one? you go. Which one do you want? Better in the second one. You're holding like, it backwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so all that, man, it's just, it's it worries me, dude. Like, I, I, I'm not a I think people person. should be concerned. I, I think, uh, yeah. I don't. 
I don't think people should catastrophize because I think that toes the line between fear response where you're not thinking clearly and preparing, and there is a fine line there. Yeah. Um, but I do think people need to not just worry about how many likes they get on Instagram and how many videos they post. You know, there's a lot going on. And it's going to catch some people totally unawares. It's going to catch pretty much, well, yeah, entire America who aren't prepared. I mean, there are groups. Well, and uh, let me ask you this. Do you think, and I know the answer, but do you think there are groups of people that just wholeheartedly believe every word that the government says? What what would Absolutely. it be like to be like that? I can't even put myself in that frame of reference right now. It'd be a worthless life. It'd be worth a worthless life, man. Um, I've had this conversation. So there are people, right? There are people who are just brainless. There are people who think and do things, take action and live a life of fulfilling goals and their destiny. And then there are people who don't do any of that, who are just here to eat shit sleep and live and they don't do anything except for listen to cnn or fox whatever and just gobble all of that fodder down you know there are those people there are those people it's they're everywhere it's they just don't they don't think critically yes the critical thinking they believe every little thing they hear on television what their government tells them and it's like government 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 you know they there are people yeah I say yes to that. <laughs> I will say this: at least we, uh, at least we could sit here and bash without, <laughs> without having. I mean, and we're discussing. You know, we're not just saying I hate the government. We're, we're. I mean, these. The reason that we're even here talking is because time and time again, we're we're finding the subplot to the to the plot that people are getting. But at least we can talk about it, and we don't have to worry about. Not for now. You know, at least right now or tomorrow. At least for tomorrow, getting assassinated for saying so you know what i mean exactly and you know what like just talking about these things if it was in their well it is in their control uh i i'm not gonna put it past them that just because we talk about this we're we are a target for them like we are an enemy of theirs right and i'm sure there's a list that just they add names to all the time and I'm sure when they hear people talk like this, because they've been, you know, tapping our phones forever. When you when you say keywords, yeah. remember, we always heard that. When you say keywords on the phone, like bomb or fucking whatever, assassination, something like that, it would start recording. We've all heard those stories. Um, we all know that all of these companies, these corporations are taking all of our data, reading everything we put online into a, into a database. And it's not like someone sitting behind a computer reading all of these texts or reading all these messages. It's just all being stored somewhere. And so... When they want to go look at you, it's all right there for them to open up and be like, okay, let's see what he did on this date. Oh, look at this. Look, he posted this here. Look at this Facebook message. You know, that's what they do. It's just, I was going to say, centers. it's so easy when you have that much resources, you can so easily frame it how you want to frame it. You can say, oh, this guy's a nut. Look at this. He posted this. He posted this. He's a crazy person. Nobody listened to that guy. That's tactic exactly. number one, you know? And then when that doesn't work, yeah, they tactic num- then they go to ta- tactic number two, where it's they erase your ability to stand right. on well, your it's own. All they about come after you. They seize something from you, or they take something from you, and you, suddenly you're, you're impaired. You, your money's gone. Your credit's gone. Whatever it is, 
you know, and you're then they're like, well, we've rendered him helpless now. You know, he's not a threat. That's yep. tactic number two. It's like number three is you just go bye bye. You know, yeah, prison oh, yeah. him, imprison him forever, send him to fucking, fucking Guantanamo. Snowden, right, right. Snowden, where are you? We want to talk to you, Snowden. Edward, where are you, buddy? Come on to the show. Not looking so good. Last time he made an appearance. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he is, dude. I don't know where he is. Apparently, Julian Assange. Well, he had to move oh, from he? Moscow. Oh, okay. He went somewhere else. Um, but Julian Assange, like, what they? Imp- he was living in an embassy right. somewhere. I forget where. Um, and then the the media started to to frame him like he was a maniac, like crazy guy. I, like they were trying to say he was running around the embassy, like throwing a shit at the walls and just going crazy. And they started posting pictures of him with like wild hair, and it's like he's just a nut job. It's like no, he's not, dude. He's a fucking real goddamn patriot. In my eyes, I don't care. Yeah, go throw a shit in an embassy. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it too. I'll do- Fuck the embassies, man. So in 2020, it was confirmed that Russia had granted him permanent residence. Awesome. That was 2020. Which doesn't surprise me because they would want someone around. This is Snowden. Okay. They would want someone around who, you know, knew something about the government. He knew a lot. A lot of people try to discredit him, too. But it's like, that motherfucker came out and told us some facts, bro. Facts about the government spying on us that has been, you know, proven, verified over and over again. And people are still like, Edwin Snowden's a traitor. Who's the traitor? The government spying on you and throwing you in prison because of an opinion you have? Or this guy that exposed the government for what they are? Who's the real traitor yeah. here? Um, there's that other that. one, that other military lady, uh, well, transgender, um, Chelsea Manning, I believe. And they imprisoned her, him, whatever, for doing the same thing because uh, Chelsea was a, a whistleblower. And gave, I forget what information um, he or she put out, but they sent him to prison. And he was in prison for, I don't know how long, like 10 years or something, but then Obama... Uh, let her let him go. Drop the charges or whatever, and like let her go. Oh, a pardon, pardon. Yeah. So I mean, that that's cool, I guess. But why pardon Chelsea Manning? Because when Obama did that, he was calling for like basically the death of Snowden right. at the same time. He was like, "We need to get this guy. Throw him in prison forever." But we're gonna let Chelsea Manning go, who did the exact same thing. Yeah, it's like, it's why, why do they pick and choose? Yeah, and I mean, this Snowden was like fully aware that you know the government was coming. They wanted him back, bad. Oh, yeah. well, he, you he know, um, fuck yeah, exactly, dude. exactly. Uh, but uh, he—it's funny because he—he's quoted as saying that he loves being in Russia because it's a beautiful place. It's one of the most beautiful countries, he says. I'm like, yeah, I'd probably say that too if I was living in Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say anything negative about Putin. Poo poo Putin. Oh no, he's like the people. He's quoted as saying, "The people are friendly. The people are warm." You know, I'm like, well, yeah, okay. 
I agree. Like, I'm, I'm sure they true. are. I'm sure Russia's doing just fine. Right. I'm sure Russia's great. You know, like just as the me- the Western media, because Russia's always been an enemy of the United States, right? Forever. Always. Because they were communists. They're not even really communists anymore. Just, I don't know what they call a socialist something, but it's not the communism that it used to be, right? right? Like North Korea still is, um, or China even. But Russia, well, and they've, it's... they've been democratized a lot. I don't know if that's the correct word, democratized or whatever, but they're not as well, communist as they used to be. I don't know how to word that, but yeah. Problem is, they have a dictator in power. That's, yeah, that's the true. problem. Absolutely. That I is mean, the problem. At, least he's the, at least he's the enemy you can see. He's not the yeah, one the enemy in plain sight. But he's the enemy in plain sight. He's rigged his own election for decades now. No, he um, hasn't. So, you take that back. Those are fair elections. Well, the past 20 years? <laughs> past 20 yeah, years? Nobody, nobody disappears or dies or gets poisoned over yeah, there. Who's, but, who's the, the dude? Who was that guy? Most, most recently? Yeah, that's been trying to run it, and they, they imprisoned him. And he's been trying to get out. Uh, I forget his name. But he had, a, he had a great shot at taking over the fucking the country, dude. And then Putin's like, nope, arrest him. <laughs> Arrest him. Well, they first they poisoned him. Remember? Yeah, they tried to kill him. Yeah, they tried to kill him. They poisoned him on an airplane. He uh, didn't die. Alexei he landed Navalny. somewhere. Yes, Alexei Navalny. Yeah. I want to talk to him. I wonder if we can get like a fucking meeting with with Alexei Navalny. I mean, say I doubt it. No, no, we're never gonna get to talk to him, man. He's what is he in Pink Dolphin or Black Dolphin? What do they call that place? Black like the dolphin. worst prison, Black Dolphin. Pink just hard dolphin. Hey, it would have been better, Pink Dolphin. <laughs> to take in a pink old dolphin fucking hole. MK MK Ultra. Have this Pink Dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, it's delicious. Tastes yeah. like LSD. Yeah. I love it. I love the weird it. mirror. Oh, blanket. Would have tried to get you to, <laughs> to take yeah, it in like uh, LSD. old fucking MK blanket. MK Ultra. Have this Pink Dolphin. Okay, it's so wonderful. Oh, blanket. I love it. I love it. Well, all right. Let's move on from all of that. All right. Let, we, we talked about that enough. Let's talk about something that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, building six in the World Trade Center. Building fucking six. What was building six? Do you guys know what building six was? I'm not that Absolutely. familiar with that. It's one of the. This will actually be a. I was just going to say it's one of the most. One of the most famous. Buildings taken down during the September 11th attacks. Well, there are seven buildings in total at the World Trade Center. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, Right. Seven. Right. Uh, Building six is everyone. Oh, the towers. Tower one and tower two. So South Tower, North Tower. Yeah. And then goes to uh, building number seven. You know, if you take the standard person and they go down. Yeah, I heard of building seven. But it's like, what about building six? Do you ever hear about building six? No. What happened to building six? What did happen to Building 6? No. No. That's what they tried to say. That's that's what the official narrative tries to say. No, look at some pictures. Go to Google. Fuck Google, but just go to Google and look at the images of Building 6 and tell me what happened there. What does that look like? Because you know what we need to do? We need to trust our eyes and not trust the government telling us to not trust our eyes. Right? We need to trust our fucking eyes. Trust our instinct. But we're just told again and again and again, 
Don't trust your instincts. Don't trust your eyes. We're going to tell you what happened, and you're going to believe it. Like uh, Carl, uh, what is his name? The Klaus Schwab. You will own nothing. All right. And you will like The Great Reset. Great Reset. But Building 6, right? So no one really knows about it. It had eight floors. It stood between the North Tower and uh, Building Number 7. Um, it housed U.S. Customs and several other federal departments and the Export-Import Bank of the U.S., the IRS, um, the, the Inspection Service and Internal Affairs Department, the U.S. Department of Commerce, the ATF, U.S. Department of Agriculture, which was the AAPHIS, Administrator Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, which obviously we need that, obviously, um, U.S. Department of Labor, and the Peace Corps. Apparently, it was also the home to the El Dorado Task Force, which was an interagency group of 55 agencies created in 1992. The force was responsible for coordinating all major money laundering investigations in the United States. Okay? Huge red flag. And in the immediate aftermath of the 9-11 attacks, El Dorado would coincidentally be redirected to investigate terrorist financing. Ah, of course. What do you guys think about that? Well, this is all more new information for me. Is you know, I never got super big into the whole night. Not saying that I didn't Bro, think you need to get a, into it. Not an inside job, or at least allowed to happen. Uh, but I never dug that deep into nine eleven. Thought it was kind of shitty from well, the get go. It's all dirty, and it isn't just an inside job, and it isn't just they let it happen. This is it's a ugh, layers upon layers of things happening that led to that happening. Um, it was at least 20 years in the making. Okay. This wasn't just one day they decided to fucking do this. Like this was in the making planned attack for over 20 fucking years. All right. So, so building six, if you look at pictures of it, okay, Scott, can you explain what that picture looks like? Yeah. So one of the, one of the main things that has caused controversy is that even though it wasn't one of the main buildings, that was hit there's a huge crater in the bottom of the building which can't be explained by just debris falling on this building you know right especially when the debris that's a was huge dust. problem yeah there was no debris it was just dust it crumbled it powderized itself into nothing so like right and our and listeners it is, it, it's like, you know if they've heard our previous episodes um or if they've done any digging into this you know the leading theory is super thermite right, 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 being right. used from the internal structure of a lot of these yeah, super nanothermite yeah. to just super pulverize the concrete it's one of the only things that could explain the utter pulverization of concrete that wasn't at the impact site of the the jets themselves, yeah. Um, there's also another theory too, aside from the um, super nanothermite bringing those buildings down, which hence twenty years in the making. How do you think they got that thermite in the buildings over twenty fucking years? Yeah, it took twenty years for them to get it on every fucking floor, all in the elevators on each building. So, other than the na- super nanothermite being used, there's also the theory of direct energy weapons. Okay. And we know these exist. Uh, the government has definitely told us they have the weaponry to do this. So basically, direct energy weapon is, I don't know, it's like a laser from above, and it just pulverizes things. Wherever this thing is aimed, it's a direct energy weapon, 
And I don't know how it works. I'm not going to proclaim I know how it works. This is just a theory that's out there. But from above, they just dis- use these direct energy weapons to disintegrate the buildings from the top to the bottom. As At the same time, the nanothermite exploding from the inside out, which everything just crumbles. Because if you look, man, it just goes down, straight down, straight down, crumbles down into powder. Um, so I just want to throw that theory that's going on out there, too. Yeah, which is insane when you think about how much material there is it would have taken so long right just uh, the effort involved i mean it's ridiculous yeah it's crazy yeah i mean there's nothing nothing sits right about this whole fucking case but so like building six yeah like you said it has a huge implosion there are actually two really huge whole craters in there and there was a an expert photographer he was also an art director designer uh photo an, an analyst um, since 1963, his name was Jack White, um, not the musician. But he studied all the photos <laughs> and all the photos and videos of World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and Shanksville. You know, okay. And he is adamant. Okay, this is a fucking expert photographer, art director, designer, photo analyst since 1963. Okay, adamant that the government faked most, if not all, of the official photos. He is adamant that Building Six was blown up from the inside from the basement levels up. And if you look at the photographs, it shows building six was, it was not destroyed by any debris of tower one and two, especially when we already mentioned that was just dust. It was pulverized. No chunk is going to be flying off to cause the damage caused on building six. Okay. And the aerial pics, it shows two massive holes all, all the way through the building into the basement. You can see, which isn't that crazy. Like two, I mean, they describe it as a giant gaping roundish, Hole in the roof that goes all the way down to the ground level, cause unknown, right? Not right. even to the ground level. It goes through the ground level into the underground basement areas. That's wild. That's insane. You can see it in the pictures. You can see where the, the ground level would have been, and you can see down, because beneath, beneath all of the towers were like a story is a parking garages and shit. And there was a train under there, there a subway and stuff. There's all sorts of tunneling down there, right? And in the pictures, you can see into those basement levels of Building 6. How the fuck would that happen? It was literally hollowed out. Especially with the okay? stuff falling on the, it. You know. Well, that's the thing, too. Because the, the pictures that were taken, Dustin, before, before the... They were taken before the towers even fell, okay? So how can all the right. debris <laughs> cause... All right. Yeah, exactly. So it just doesn't make sense. Um, and it's like the fact that World Trade Center 6, it was severely damaged before the first tower collapsed, um, which can be seen uh, by photographer Bill Biggert, who actually took a lot of photos, who was actually killed on 9-11 when the North Tower collapsed. Yeah, I believe Bill Baggert, right? Something, Bill yeah, Baggert. Bill Baggert, Bill, yeah. Bill Baggert, they, they recovered his camera. He was on site shooting the pictures as it was happening, and he was actually killed, and then they recovered his camera. And on the images, what you see in the images doesn't line up with the official explanation. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. As so often yeah. happens. It's just completely gutted. And this guy gave his life, like, taking these pictures. I mean, he probably didn't, he probably wasn't intending on doing that. But architecturally speaking the towers would not have collapsed because two planes hit them dude it's just it's absurd it's fucking absurd those towers will be, were built 
to withstand two 747s hitting the towers, okay? They were built to withstand two 747s hitting the towers. And of course, these are 767s. But guess what? They don't hold as much. They they hold, like I think, like a 100 to 200 gallons more fuel than the 747, okay? Everyone's saying, oh, the 767s are so much bigger. That's why it causes much damage. But the fact is, they're not that much bigger. They're not really bigger at all. I think the wingspan is like five feet difference. The fuselage was like the same, and it only held like, I don't know, a few hundred more gallons of fuel. So to say that the damage between the two would be that much different is, is just retarded, dude. Fucking retarded. But uh, there was a ground zero. Go ahead. This is kind of shifting a little bit, but still, you know, like with the Pentagon, still, you know, got hit that same day. I uh, a missile, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, yeah. It's just, there's no debris of any plane there. Uh, supposedly where that place hit, uh, well, supposedly where the plane hit was where all our records were for, you know, our financial records. And there's, you know, trillions of dollars yeah. now that's unexplained. They're like, well, where'd it go? And they're like, I don't know. That's just where that, you know, fucking plane hit. Well, well and then you... Of all, you know, all our spending in the past however many years. Well, here, let me, let me add this really quick. So, on September 10th, I think either Dick Cheney or Donald Rumsfeld went on national television, okay, the day before 9-11 and said, we're missing $2 trillion. The Pentagon is missing $2 trillion. The next day, 9-11 happens, okay? And like you said, right where the, right where the Pentagon was hit, those, the records being housed in there were directly involved with the $2 trillion that were missing. That's what all those records were. They were literally going through all those files at the time. And... Uh, yeah, so like, yeah, those the records about the two trillion missing. That's where those records were. Well, and on the same day, nine eleven, the Securities and Exchange Commission declared a national emergency, and for the first time in history, their emergency powers under the Securities and Exchange Act were invoked, and that allowed them to ease all regulatory restrictions that they had for clearing and settling security trades for fifteen days. God. And an estimated two hundred and forty yeah. billion dollars in covert government security was just cleared right. upon maturity without yep. any regulatory control whatsoever. Which is yeah, that's insane. Like you have this that's the smoke fraudulent. show. Have the smoke show over here. Government money's it's all good. Cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. We're good. We're settled. It's no big deal. Like everybody's paying attention. Yeah, to this. Look what the right hand's doing. It's so crazy. I mean, these are things that happen. This isn't just like a theory. Like, this happened. You know? Um, and There's just so much weird shit, dude. How fucking, what's his name? Giuliani, the mayor of New York. He had oh, his... Giuliani, yeah. Yeah, Gugli- I call him Giuliani. Um, he, uh, well, he had an office in the World Trade Center where his, like, do their, I don't know, what do you call it, man? What do you call it? Fuck. Can't think. I can't think of words. Anyway, so Giuliani, it, they put millions of dollars into this safe, really safe place in World Trade Center 7 for him to go when shit hits the fan. But it, for some reason, he's like, no, we're not going here. Let's go. Let's go to the pier. And so they went to the pier where there was... Uh, like a FEMA setup or something. Some uh, it was set up on the tenth for something that was going to happen the following day. 
Now, why that was set up on the 10th by the pier makes no sense. Yeah, it was uh, FEMA spokesman Tom Kenny was, he was in an interview, and he stated that they were deployed to New York Monday night, September 10th, yes. to be ready to go into action on Tuesday morning, which yeah. is crazy. And then, of course, they came up with a reason that he made the statement. You know, they were like, oh, he, he didn't know what he was talking about. I mean, you know. Yeah. There were like dozens, dozens of witnesses saying that they saw this, all of the FEMA get set up on the day before, right in plain sight, right on the pier, looking toward the World Trade Center, or World Trade Center. Um, so th- that's called, that's called foreknowledge. That's called someone told them to go there because something was going to happen. Right. So their That's hasty why, response, their hasty response was that Pier 92 was quote unquote going to have a drill on September yeah, 12th. It's always why? a drill. It's always a drill because remember on, on on September 11th there was also the drill where airplanes were hijacked and flown into buildings including the Pentagon and the World Trade Trade Center. Why is that a drill that happens on the same day? And then you have the FEMA drill happening on the same day. Why? Right. It makes yeah, no bullshit. fucking sense. But I wanted to get into this um, EMT. Her name is Patricia Androvich. She was a ground zero EMT, and she witnessed so much shit, dude. So she gave an exclusive interview with a publication called Kill Town, of all things. Probably a horrible name. Um, and she said that the South, when the South Tower collapsed, she witnessed the World Trade Center 5 blow up, Okay. It blew up, she said. It's, she said it blew up. Cars were exploding as she was running away. She saw, she reached World Trade Center 6. She saw explosions inside of the lobby. And then she said, quote, after passing the cars on fire, I was trying to find someplace safe. I tried to run into the lobby of 6 World Trade, but there were federal police, maybe four to six of them, standing in the open doorways. And as I tried to run in, they would not let me in, waving me out, telling me, you cannot come in here. Keep running. And so at, she says, as I started run to run again, I saw a series of flashes around the ceiling of the lobby all going off one by one like Christmas lights that chase in pattern. And it kind of like just what do, 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 kind of in a pattern. And she said, I think I started running faster at that point. She didn't even like think about what was happening, right? Because how could you? There's so much shit going on. Yeah, and so she said the flashes were accompanied by pops and said it sounded just like a movie. And she said that they definitely went off in a sequence. And it had she had the immediate impression that they were timed explosives, okay? She also said that as she was trying to get into the lobby of Building 6 with those four or five officers blocking her from entering, she said she saw other officers further inside of the lobby. And she said that all of these quote-unquote federal officers they were wearing light brown uniforms with Smokey the Bear hats. And apparently they didn't have like any insignia or anything on them. And she wasn't sure, but she thought they were federal agents, right? But who are these people that wouldn't let her inside the building? Um, to her, she said they were dressed to do lobby detail, like they were janitors or something. They had no flackware, no weapons, no badges, just plain brown uniforms. Have you ever heard of that? I Like, that's just, it's weird. And she said that these people only cared that nobody got inside the building. And it seemed to her that they didn't even care what happened to them. They were just like there to make sure nobody got in, which is weird. All right. It's a terror, a quote unquote terrorist attack. Buildings are hit. 
people are like trying to get it's out of this falling debris anywhere. anywhere. And building six wasn't hit by anything. Obviously, it was exploded from the inside. So why were they trying to keep her from getting, not just her, but a lot of people, from getting inside? Sounds to me like they were trying to keep a little something quiet. They didn't want people to see what was happening inside. Well, that's a good point. So you have, no matter how deep the conspiracy goes, I think it's important not to lose sight of the fact that there were real American casualties, or just real casualties in general, by by honest people that were just there sucked up into a part of it but on that note on the the people note Mm -hmm. not even the government note but the people note there were also people that were rumored to have gained from this as well like the uh was it the building's owner silverstein Silverstein, yeah got like four billion how he insured yes he insured the complex for 3.6 billion dollars before and he added in the insurance policy yeah just a couple weeks before and he added in the insurance policy. So if the flags don't fucking go off in a person's brain about this shit, it's like, dude, you're fucking, you're done. <laughs> you are fucking done. If the flags don't fucking go off in a person's brain about this shit, it's like, dude, you're fucking, you're done. You are fucking done. And he actually, uh, he actually claimed double too. Cause he said, Hey, these contracts include terrorist attack. And then he claimed that there were two different, attacks yeah so he tried to claim 7.2 billion yeah wow but they didn't give it to him they but they still gave him an additional 1.1 billion he you know he sued because they didn't give it all to him (laughs) but he emerged he emerged a billionaire a billionaire dude overnight and what's interesting about that too is for the man he never missed a day of work except for on 9-11 the same with his daughter the same with his son so, and then just one more little side plot, and I know these are popular, and I, but I'm still bringing them up because we're talking about it. The gold. Oh yeah. Oh gold. yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the gold for a second. The fucking gold, bro. Well, so the gold. Um, it was in a movie. Remember the movie where they portrayed this whole thing happening, except for the towers being hit by airplanes. It was called Die Hard. Great movie. It was the second one. Remember, because they, they were taking out all of the gold beneath the buildings by the truckload. And that is exactly what happened on 9-11. They were taking, well, the day, probably the day after, but they were taking truckloads, or maybe the day before, truckloads of gold from down below the, the basement levels. Um, there were witness, witnesses saying that they were in the basement levels because that's where everyone parked. They were armed secu- like not even security guards but like armed agents everywhere is that a baby <laughs> no dog oh sorry a little bit of whooping cough <laughs> <laughs> just but yeah, say again man, what you were saying man. coop uh oh you're good so so the gold yeah so the movie die hard they portrayed that perfectly other than the the towers being hit by planes right so, oh yeah. In the movie the premise was those bad guys were going down taking the gold out from below the World Trade Center. I think it was the World Trade Center in the movie. I I can't remember. It's been a while. But regardless, they were t- going down to the basement levels of New York and taking truckloads of gold bars, bullion out of the World Trade Center. And that's exactly what happened on on this occasion cuz I don't know how much gold was stashed down there, something billions worth. 
there's also something yeah they were saying uh they were saying billions of dollars in gold bullion was was stored underneath there and they recovered some of it but they're saying it was owned by the kuwaiti government yeah it was um why the kuwaiti government had all the gold underneath the world trade centers who knows was it oh yeah they also had uh they were called black uh it was called black eagles that's what it was black eagle coins they were nazi uh like gold dollars or whatever tons of those down there that were all recovered all of those were recovered because those Wild. are like super super valuable nazi isn't gold witnesses say like, would not be illegal to have well yeah technically like an eagle's feather it's the government fair enough and yeah, they did enough. bring all the nazis over here that is true it was probably all the gold those fucking nazi scientists had they're like give us all your gold coins yeah. <laughs> yeah. we these'll won't kill you these will be worth a lot someday yeah when we fucking blow up some towers that haven't been built but, yet we're gonna the fucking reason, build the, the reason that this is even part of the conspiracy is because witnesses literally saw heavy machinery operators and other workers building greater ramp. They they saw them drive in this Brinks armored truck just before sunset. Yeah. Like they knew something was going to happen the next day. Right. You know? Right. I yep. mean, holy shit, dude. That's like crazy. I said, they had armed, like, federal fucking armed agents with, like, AR rifles. Yeah, it was like oh, over 100. Shit. Yeah. So, again... How does that not make like red flags go off in your head, dude? All yeah, these I think things. it's time for the American people to just any and just the listeners of the podcast. Like, if you haven't gone down any of these rabbit holes, go down them. I mean, start questioning. Well, like I said, I if you don't start questioning, I didn't know it, much about kick Tower Six ass. or whatever. So it's definitely something I'm interested in and in learning more about. Just talk chat with you guys about this. Yeah. Well, it's because everyone talks about Building 7, because we all saw that. That was obviously a controlled demolition. I mean, they all were. But, you know, everyone talks about Building 7, but why not Building 6? Because if you look at pictures of Building 6, that's fucking, that was gutted from the inside out. That should ask, that should have some questions along with it. But then I also think about, what what about Building 3, 4, and 5? So I'm going to look into those. Um, I'm sure there's something weird about all those, too. Yeah. Yeah, we you should know? bring that back on a, a future a future cast. For sure. Well, yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. We're going to do like the Pentagon. It's own episode. We're going to do Shanksville, which is not a fucking plane. But you guys, let's finish this off with talking about um, uh, the dancing Israelis. You guys heard about dancing Israelis on 9-11. Absolutely. These are the uh, gentlemen that the eyewitness is a woman uh, who witnessed these men watching the destruction on the day of the world trade center tragedy they were high-fiving being jovial um i think documenting Dancing. it a little bit i, I want to say there's yeah, pictures yeah, there's recording going on there literally in the best mood ever like all right as this is going down and she saw them and then reported it you know what i mean yep uh she said they were dancing and celebrating so who were these guys well okay um i got the names um two of them were brothers Sivan. Sivan's, I don't know, Sivan and Paul Kurzberg, Oded Elner, Omer Marmari, and Yaren Shmuel. Um, they were all spotted by that woman. I don't have her name here, but she called the FBI and she's like, these guys are watching the attacks. They're filming the attacks. They're having a great time down here, dancing, 
Love and Life. You guys need to check them out. Um, about eight hours later, they were arrested and questioned. Um, they were they were questioned by the FBI, but they were arrested in an urban moving systems van. Okay, it was a company they were allegedly working for. Um, the police acted on the FBI alert. Uh, so there were witnesses who, who saw them and the van as early as 8 a.m., which is 46 minutes before the first plane hit. And they were in this parking lot setting up their cameras and getting ready to like they were they were there knowing it was going to happen. All right. That's plain and simple. Um, the police received several calls from angry New Jersey residents claiming Middle Eastern men with a white van were videotaping the disaster while jubilantly celebrating. Okay. Suspicious. All right. So the police, they would locate the van about eight hours later. Uh, they pulled them over. They searched the van and the men, and they found a box cutter, same box cutter that, you know, the alleged terrorists in the planes had. Uh, and $4,000 in cash was found in the van, as well as traces of explosives. Now, one of the men carried two passports, and another had fresh pictures of the men standing in front of the smoldering wreckage as, you know, as the World Trade Center behind them was burning and smoke everywhere. And they're, like, clapping, high-fiving, thumbs up, peace signs, all sorts of just Oh, happiness. they're super happy. Yeah, super, super happy. happy. Um, so the FBI, they arrested the, the, all the men. Um, they searched the warehouse of the Urban Moving Systems in Weehawken, New Jersey. They seize a bunch of computer hard drives, a bunch of documents, which we don't know what was on them. So 9-11's happening. The woman sees the dancing Israelis. There was another phone call made by someone, an uh, anonymous person. And the mystery caller told the 9-11 dispatcher that a group of Palestinians were mixing a bomb inside of a white van headed for the Holland Tunnel. Okay? Now... It's speculation, but it's thought that the terrorists said the Holland Tunnel. So, or the anonymous phone call said the, uh, the Holland Tunnel. So all the police would go to the Holland Tunnel. And then they were actually going to blow up the George Washington Bridge. But it got foiled because the police would actually shut down all of the tunnels and all of the bridges. So it totally ruined their plot. And the New York Times, Fox News, CNN, ABC, NBC, even Dan Rathers with CBS they would all echo exactly what the Jerusalem Post would report, that a van with two or three men inside was stopped, either on or near the George Washington Bridge, packed with explosives. The Jerusalem Post would actually state the following. American security services overnight stopped a car bomb on the George Washington Bridge. The van, packed with explosives, was stopped on an approach ramp to the bridge. Authorities suspect the terrorist intended to blow up the main crossing between New Jersey and New York, Army Radio reported. Two suspects are in FBI custody after a truckload of explosives was discovered around the George Washington Bridge. The FBI says enough explosives were in the truck to do great damage to the George Washington Bridge. It was reported the van contained tons of of explosives man end quote that's, so that's from the jerusalem post crazy that's uh, just and insane. that's what every major u.s newspaper reported on as well but guess what that got swept under the rug really quick didn't it that and a number of other things from that day that was one of the main like a lot of the investigations into these people kind of around the outside of the event um they just were halted 
and then information ceased to be put out there directly after that little bit weird yeah you know like why yeah why oh because they didn't want you to know that's why because then you start connecting too many of the dots now can you imagine dude if their entire plan went through (laughs) that would have been in like it was already insane dude but holy shit to blow up the george washington bridge as well but look dude these people were caught by the cops and why this wasn't reported more is just maddening it just makes more questions. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, let's see. The Jewish Weekly and the Forward, so the newspaper, uh, reported that the FBI finally concluded that at least two of the detained Israelis were agents working for Mossad. And that Urban Moving Systems, that company that the, the dancing Israelis were said to be working with. Yeah, they decided it was a front, right? Yeah, yeah. They said that the um, Urban Moving Systems was actually just a front operation for a vast Israeli spy network. And the Israelis, they were held in custody for 71 days before quietly being released officially for visa violations. And they were just sent back to Israel. And the Bush administration would make a behind-the-scenes agreement with the Israeli government to agree to release the men. All right, Now, who signed off on the release? That was then-Attorney General John Ashcroft. So after leaving his position, he went to the private sector of politics as a lobbyist and a consultant in 2005. His first clients would happen to be the Israel Aircraft Industries International, LTU Technologies Incorporated. In 2011, he became an independent director on the board of Academy, which is a very controversial security firm that was once known as Blackwater. That's right, Blackwater. Um, Blackwater and Academy is well known to be involved in weapons trafficking, unlawful force, and corruptions, according to dozens of court records. And according to the Israelis' men's lawyers, one of them, Paul Kersberg, had previously worked for Mossad in another country prior to arriving in the United States. Again, red fucking flags. Another, the, uh, another of those men, Oded Elner, he subsequently stated on Israeli TV that the five Israelis had been in New York at the time to, quote, document the event, end quote. Um, yeah, man, they just admit to this shit. Well, and I love that, and this is what I was going to say before, but... The government says, nope, Israel was definitely not here conducting covert ops. And then literally a year later, Israel's own government was like, yeah, they were. Yeah. And they're like, oh, um, yeah, well, we were there, actually. Your government's lying to you. Yeah, we were conducting <laughs> covert ops bad. there, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you guys dumb or something? Like, we, we do it in plain fucking sight. <laughs> like, literally, we're, we're doing it right in front of you guys. You got us. You guys just, oh. <laughs> yeah. You got us. I thought they would uh, thought they would tell you that, but oh, I guess not. Okay. We'll tell you. And then the, the owner of the company, Urban Movie, he was also an Israeli man named Dominic Otto Suter. Um, he was questioned by the FBI almost immediately, but he wasn't arrested or anything like that. And then two days later, on September 14th, it was discovered that he just quickly shut down the business, uh, put, put his house up for sale, and fled back <laughs> to Israel with his family. And that's not questionable, is it? <laughs> no, not at all, dude. And it was just, and it was discovered that uh, he set up Urban Moving with a five hundred thousand dollar loan from the U.S. government. Huh. Interesting. I'm gonna spin this again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it in a different direction. Let's picture this: rebel Israeli faction gets mobilized, finds footing 
carries out a plot gets thwarted rather than admit that they're not controlling their citizens what if israel's like oh yeah we were doing uh covert ops well what do you mean i'm confused so what I'm saying is, what if the Israeli government didn't put the dancing Israelis I see. in America? I see what you're saying. They're just some kind of rogue separatist faction. The United States says, hey, what, you want to get your boys? Or And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got this. Oh, uh, we were conducting covert ops over there. Instead of admitting like, oh, we didn't have control of these people, you know? It's a theory within the theory. That's all I'm saying. It's a possibility. First group take credit for, you know, a bunch of, you know, stuff that they had no part in. But since there was kind of that, you know, Muslim or uh, Middle Eastern tie, they're like, oh, yeah, we did it. Yeah, that was us. And that goes back to the start of the episode for the listeners. The common denominator is the American government behind. Yeah, yeah. Most of what we're talking about here, whether it's a relationship, whether it's direct action, sometimes above board, sometimes discovered later being under the table, or whether it's narrative, the common denominator is is always the U.S. government. And, and like I said, I didn't come on here today to bash the United States government. We're just talking about things that people need to know. These are things exactly. that you need exactly. to at least consider. Yeah, at least wonder about what is the story behind the story. Like this podcast isn't to just attack people. All you know, the blame is going to be placed where blame deserves to be placed, which is always with the United States government. They they are in control of this goddamn country. So when something goes awry, it's on them. Our leaders are supposed to be leaders taking control of situations to make sure the citizens are not in danger. Exactly. Like why was, uh, why did Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney, whatever call off the jets to shoot down the airplanes? Why? A general even said, Hey, um, does the order still stand? And I can't, if it was Dick Cheney or Donald Rumsfeld, but they're like, did I say anything different? And it's like, Oh yeah, I think so. I think so. So it's, wow, you know, it just makes me, this is how old now, 20 fucking two years. Right. And I'm still fucking as angry as I was from the beginning. And only so, because I keep figuring out more and more to the puzzle. And it just, it's always a little fire that's lit inside of me because I fucking despise this sort of shit. I despise governments, especially the American government, who do these activities. MK Ultra, that's not cool. But it happened, you know, uh, as citizens, we are not guinea pigs to them. But lo and behold, we have no value to them. We hold no value to these people. They don't give a fuck how many people die. They don't. Sorry, I'm ranting. <laughs> well, those, uh, I just want to say one more thing about Dominic Otto Suter, the, the owner of the Urban Moving Company. So after he had bounced back to Israel with his family, the FBI, CAA, they didn't care. They weren't even looking for him, which is weird. Uh, but then interesting, in 2003, Dominic Suter and his wife, Ornette Levinson Suter, were living in Florida. Records show they are both associated with a, with a Florida company called Number One Stop Cleaning, LLC. In 2006-2007, Suter, he also uh, was part 
of the telecommunications company Granite Telecommunications. Um, and that company works for the U.S. military and several other U.S. government agencies. He later registered a business called 24-7 Any Day LLC on April 16, 2008 at 119 Rockland Center in Nunwet, New York, which is apparently a UPS center. So my question is, this guy was full-on involved with that company, urban movement company, where the dancing Israelis were. He flees to Israel, obviously some red flags there. He comes back two years later, sets up in Florida, and then starts working for a military agency. And then those businesses I said he registered, 24-7 Any Day LLC. Again, these are all front companies, the CIA front companies. He's just banking money, dude. Banking fucking money. And then later, a former urban and moving system employee later contacted the Newark division with information indicating that he had quit his employment with urban moving systems as a result of the high amount of anti-American sentiment present among urban's employees. The former employee stated that an Israeli employee of urban had even once remarked, and I quote, give us 20 years and we'll take over your media and destroy your country. End quote. That comes directly from page 37 of the FBI report. And I'll end there. Yeah. Nice drop. Is that not fucked up? Oh, it's crazy, dude. Just the whole thing is crazy. And like I said, like the, the network is so vast. It's so layered that it, it's just so confusing. If you go down one rabbit hole, you have to go off a different rabbit hole yeah. to end up making a full circle. It, it's just insane. It's insane. And that's by design. You make something so complicated, you're never going to figure out who is actually to blame. And in this case, it's whole administrations, not just one person. It's not just a handful of people. It is like tons of groups of people, right? You have, think of like a Venn diagram. You have this group, this group, this group, overlap all those groups. In the middle, you have this group. That's how it is. And then you have multiple Venn diagrams over those other Venn diagrams. So you just have multiple groups within multiple groups within multiple groups. No one knows anything about the others. So, either you guys want to make some final com- uh, make some final comments, and then Scott, you can close this out. I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to be a part of this. Uh, I'm actually quite a bit just listening to you talk about things. That- we spot a lot of shit. Yeah, it's all right, man. Uh, but it's you know stuff that I haven't necessarily uh, either looked that deep into or even heard about. Uh, it's- all been very interesting. Uh, this is, experience has been interesting with doing this with you two guys. I, I've enjoyed it. Hopefully, you guys will have me back. Just in, in, enjoyed the experience, and I appreciate it. You too. You're welcome, man. Look, dude, we're just here, man. This podcast, we tell stories about everything, right? Serial killers, true crime, unsolved stuff, just conspiracies. We we're gonna cover it all, and. I try not to be too opinionated, but God damn it, it is fucking hard to not have opinions on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> it is hard. I try to remain neutral, but if I have a strong opinion on something, like a stance, I, I have to stand there. I have to I have to say something, man. I don't know well, I, I, how I am. I, I, I know, but I, I don't want to like uh, hurt people's feelings. I, I don't want to like call people stupid. I don't want to like demean anybody, you know, but it just sort of I say things. <laughs> I say things. How you talk. It's just how, you know, normal people just together talking about these topics would talk about it. Yeah, like talking politics on Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner with the family. Don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) But I just want to say thank you guys and thank you for the opportunity to come on here. You're welcome, dude. 
Anytime. I'm doing this with you guys. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome anytime, Dustin. And that goes for all the listeners who've tuned in to the Paranautica podcast today. Thank you guys for riding the ride with us. We'll be touching on conspiracy theories in the future. And we'll we'll have our mainstay as well. Serial killers, true crime, paranormal activities. Just, you know, we try to have a broad range to change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, we like the variety. And, and more importantly, it's important for people to think about these kinds of things so that they can be aware so that you don't get sucked into it, man. And and that's one of the things that at least helps me get behind going down these rabbit holes because I'm like, well, maybe I could help somebody think in a different way. And not just think, but think critically. Exactly. We got to not be so divisive on issues with each other because we're trained to be divisive. We're trained to be separate, like to form groups amongst ourselves. That's because a group divided is one that can't stand. Divide and conquer. So the main thing is to get both sides communicating. So we're doing our best to communicate. Join us in the communication. You can send us an email at paranautica at gmail.com. P-A-R-A-N-A-U-G-H-T-I-C-A at gmail.com. You can even tweet us at Paranautica. Dustin, thank you for joining us today. As always, Coop Coop and I will be here week week after week just doing Doing what we do. do. All right, everybody. You take care out there. You know, love and support one another. Look into the rabbit holes. Find things out yourselves. And always come back to the show because we're going to tell you some fucking truths. All right? We're going to tell you some fucking fucking truths. Thank you, guys, and thanks for fans. Awesome. All right. You guys take care. Dustin, you take care, buddy. Hey, y'all too.